Do not confuse this with treatment or mental health advice or direction. Nothing on this podcast is made to supplement or supersede the relationship and direction of your mental health caretakers. Although David Kozlowski is a licensed marriage and family therapist, he is not functioning as a certified mental health professional in this environment. But same applies to any professionals who may appear on the Light the Fight podcast. Hey everybody, welcome to Light the Fight. Um, if you guys are not watching us on the YouTube, um, you're just listening. <laughs> you're missing out. You're because... missing out. But if you're watching us on YouTube, uh, which this will come out a week later on YouTube, you'll notice that I'm in a serious competition with Heidi for the best bangs on the podcast. <laughs> yes, you guys. Wait. I'm bringing it in. I'm flopping no, it this around. Is a new, this is a new thing. Like, around. Are you growing it out? I don't know what I'm doing, Heidi. Do I look like a guy that knows what he's doing that plans things out too far ahead? No, I don't. Well, just in case you're wondering, Connor came in. Yeah. He's got the long hair. And him and Brandon, our producer, it started an actual um, competition. So yeah. maybe it's like a thing. Brandon's got the bangs. Her son Connor's got the bangs. I got the... Um, You've got some bangs. Yeah, I, I got the point break. It's a, it's a new it's I got a new the Johnny from. Utah point break bangs going on. <laughs> yes, I love that so, so. much. <laughs> oh man hopefully our, our listeners can remember point break 90s classic are you kidding keanu reeves everybody everybody listening right now is like oh yeah i am an and, fbi agent <laughs> and patrick swayze you guys patrick it was swayze. like the best of the best of that was the best. as a surfer it was a mockery because we're like this guy learned how to surf in two weeks yeah, it, right, right nobody right. but he was, it was taught by a girl whatever but it was cool that they had surfing in it you know so <laughs> Love that. Okay, so everybody go watch it. It's on Prime. Hashtag like the fight. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> you won't be able to watch it for another week. Don't listen, Heidi. She doesn't. <laughs> so um, if you do want to watch it, we'll be up on YouTube in a week from now. But for now, since I they're listening to break. us. Oh, Point Break. Oh, yeah, you can go watch Point get, Break. Yeah. Watch it on Prime. Get hyped for the summer. They had a new version of it, Point Break. I, you know, my a buddy of mine was in it. Oh, Sal I haven't Mexico. seen that. I yeah. heard about that. Yeah, so Point Break came out, I don't know, like six years ago, maybe seven years ago. The first one? The Keanu No, the reason? second one. Oh, I was going to say, no, no that was like one. a long time ago. Yeah, yeah, and the kid had like a really bad fake tattoo all up and down his arm. It was horrible. <laughs> so, but my buddy was in it, so I was happy to see a friend. That was cool. cool. All right, so anyways, what, what are we talking about? Pod? Okay. Light the fight. We're lighting the fight, you guys. We're lighting the fight with our ADHD and ADD. I wanted to read a good win, you guys, can I? Yeah. It's been a while since from we From Pinterest ran. or from your life? From... No, this is from, like, it was actually submitted. Oh, oh, okay, 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 I'm sorry. And I screenshotted it, I but it was, like, actually bigger than my screenshot. So um, I don't have, like, the whole thing. But you'll get the you'll get the thing. You'll, yeah. you'll get the gist. Anyway, this is somebody who, she's, like, she starts out where I didn't screenshot it. She says, you know, I don't know where I've been, but I just barely discovered podcasts and light. The fight was one of the first ones that she ever listened to. She said, Sweet. I have been... Listening and learning, this has been an answer to so many of my prayers, and I'm only on episode 10, and I've already been able to use multiple nuggets of information in my everyday life with my five adopted kids who each have their own special needs. We have a couple that have anxiety, depression, and in the past week, learning from your podcast, I've been able to respond instead of react, have deep conversations that would have usually ended up in frustration and anger, but instead ended up with love and joy. And I've been able to admit to one child who in the past has had problems with drugs and alcohol, 
that I was parenting scared. And through a conversation, was he was able to help me understand that he needs me to trust him. Boom. Wow. I mean, this person is a listener, like listening. Wow. And applying. Man. So, I don't know. It just made my whole dang day. Can I uh, get her to write that out? Because um, <laughs> if there is a judgment day someday, You're gonna I'd like a good mom testimony like that and be like, hey, you know, so... So remember the first 30 years of my life? David's going to show up and, the, and the, whoever's at the gate is going to be like, what I'm going to need you to do is find at least 10,000 families that you've helped. And he's going to have to like go get one of those. I'll be the first guy to co-sign into heaven or wh- wherever the afterlife has. <laughs> so, uh, no, that's awesome. Th- thank you so much for, for you know sharing that with us. And, yeah. you know, I mean, obviously, any you know, anytime any of our listeners have a win – or multiple wins that are based off of our suggestions, our ideas. We get super pumped because when we went through all this stuff, when I was learning this stuff throughout my years as you know, a practitioner and a counselor, and as you've learned this, as I've coached you on it, it's cool to like get it and understand it, but it's so much cooler when you teach someone else. It is. Like, like when someone else like gets it, you're like, yes, you get all stoked, you get all pumped. Yeah. It just makes you feel like, yeah. I don't know. You guys, thank you for listening. Wherever you are, whatever you're doing, whatever you're going through, whatever you've been through, just I want I want to thank you for being here and for trying and for recognizing that there's always room for improvement. That every single relationship yeah. that you have, there's always, um, it's always worth putting in the effort, you know, to improve it. I was going back, I, was, I got, I'm, you know, I'm, a, you know, I'm a nostalgia person, right? A little bit. A little bit. You like to take pictures of things? Yeah, I like to take pictures Put and I like to actually go into my scrapbooks and I actually like to open them up. Actually, what happened was Quincy asked me if I had any pictures of her baptism day. And I regret to inform all of you, I do not have a picture of Quincy in her like baptism whites. And it's got to be somewhere. But I know I'm failing as a, as a scrapbooker and as a mom. But anyway, That's so I found surprising. some other. Sure, there must be like a whole stack somewhere <laughs> that's in its own shoebox. That's more likely than you didn't take any. Go ahead. Oh, anyway, um, I pulled up a picture that was taken um, when Quincy was six months old. So she just had her 20th birthday. And so it was about 20 years old next month. And... Um, I remember when I looked at the photo, and this is an interesting thing about photos. When you look at them, you can almost remember the feelings, like where you were at at that time. And this particular photo, it's one of my most favorite photos, but it was at a hard time in my life. My kids were like, boom, boom, boom. Um, Three kids under the age of four. I was overwhelmed. I was trying to, like, I wasn't satisfied with, just being a mom like I was trying to start a website and I was writing books and I was also trying to be a triathlete for crying out loud and I kind of had this moment where I started out and I was like what was your problem like couldn't you just like enjoy where you're at and then I remembered that like I can't even enjoy where I'm at right now so that nothing has changed but I but I took a moment to think you know thank you for trying you know, knowing that I wish, and I say this every time I talk to someone about the podcast, I wish I knew this stuff 20 years ago. I'm sure my kids would have benefited so much if I hadn't stabbed the balls. There probably wouldn't have been any balls to stab. <laughs> no, I you would know? know. It would have been so calm. Yeah. Um, but 
it's it was gratifying to me just to kind of honor this journey. Like none of us can know what we know without going through what we have to go through to learn it. It just doesn't work that way. Yeah. So I just I know that probably every one of you listening has something that is weighing on you. And I just want to thank you for, for being here and for trying and to tell you to just keep going. Yeah. Um, in fact, uh, one of the things that people have to keep on going, keep on trying is this relationship you have with your children. One particular relationship Heidi and I were talking uh, earlier today about is the relationship between a mother and her daughter or daughters, right? Just mother and daughter type relationship. Not necessarily like mother, oldest daughter, like we've talked about before. So Heidi and I um, just wanted to talk about some of uh, the things that we've come across that we felt and feel uh, is very effective in regards to fortifying, boosting, improving, and always constantly evolving the relationship between you and your daughter. Now, Heidi, she's the resident mother. I'm the resident therapist who has spoken to many of a mother that has daughters or that have had daughters. Freaking out mothers. Freaking out mothers. Yeah. Is there another kind? No. Anyways, continue. Actually, Anyways, yeah. <laughs> Do they come in a different <laughs> version? Because it, it maybe it's more like freaking out on mild, medium, and hot. Right? Yes. There's yes. there's a spec. There's no, like, well, there's no mild. It's there's only no mild, medium and hot. Medium hot and ghost pepper. Okay. <laughs> um, yeah. So so we just want to talk about that a little bit because. Um, you know, relationships, not only is it what, what we love to talk about here in the podcast, what we feel is such a key component to everyone's, you know, life, but certain relationships um, tend to be relationships that are unique. Um, one thing that we're talking about this relationship between a mother and her daughter is that um, moms, now Heidi can attest this, but moms tend to react differently typically with their daughters than they do with their sons. So Heidi, what, what, why don't you talk about that for a second and then maybe we can <laughs> delve in a little bit about how we could use this to benefit the relationship. Well, okay, so this is a true story. Um, it's kind of been like we're in the end of year, so every mother out there is like going to every recital, every sporting championship, every academic Olympiad, you know, all the awards, all the spelling, like all the things, right? They all hit in this last month of the school year. And of course, last year we all were deprived. And I think that there was part of us that were like, oh man, I'm so sad. And then there were some of us that were like, yeah, chime in for the virtual. I can be on three different devices and attend all of them at once, yeah. you know, like. Um, but what I was saying is that I do think that it's really interesting. So if you can think, those of you who are listening, just think about like the difference if you ha if you happen to have a, a sibling that is a different gender than you, and you think about like your, you and your sibling, your op opposite gender sibling for me, my brother, and think about your mom and how your mom treated you and how your mom treated your brother. And then maybe even think, about your dad and think about how your dad treated you and how your dad treated your brother. And then maybe just zoom, zoom back or time travel to today and think like, what are the differences in the dynamic between you and your, your 
sons and you and your daughters and you and your pets. <laughs> just kidding. <laughs> We're just so much nicer to our pets, mostly. Anyway, um, but but specifically, I wanted to ask David, like, what could he um, recommend? You know, a few things that he could recommend to every mom out there who has a daughter. Um, you could include da daughters-in-law because there might be one of those on my horizon. Um, that might be a totally different podcast. That's a totally different podcast. Maybe it better be on Patreon because we've... <laughs> <laughs> um, you know, what are some ways that moms can improve their relationships with their daughters specifically? And and I think that, you know, maybe down the road we're talking about how dads can improve their relationship with their sons and, you know, kind of mix it up, whatever. But um, I think that it is a, an important relationship. And um, it. I think many of us would benefit just from really kind of focusing on some things that we can do a little bit differently to strengthen those bonds you know and just last kind of little my little chime in here is i we just moved my mom into a a facility where i mean she's my mom is pretty far gone and it's been really interesting for me to personally revisit my feelings about her and this this title change of um of the dynamic of our relationship and the like the decades of our relationship and and how each decade kind of, you know kind of changed um but this is a lifetime relationship and i think if there's anything i've learned from david is that as we're as we're talking about relationships these are not, yes, they change, but we want to be building a relationship that will stand for li a lifetime. Yeah. <clears throat> yeah, um, the, uh, the mother-daughter relationship, just like what you talked about, um, I've always seen this in, in my private practice that, now granted, you guys, there's always going to be exceptions to the rule, right? But more times than not, I would always see uh, mothers being a lot harder on their daughters, and I would, and I would like raise my hand to yeah. that. I see myself in that category. And um, fathers being harder on their sons, and I can't remember who it was or how long ago it was, but I remember a parent asked me why I thought that was. First of all, if I agreed with that, and I said, "Oh, absolutely," she wanted to know if I saw it, and I say, yeah, "I see that in my practice." And why do you think that is? I said, "Well." When you're, when you're very familiar with an experience, you know what's realistic to expect. And every mom has been a girl, a teenage girl, a young, a young woman, a young adult. You know, mom's been through all that stuff. And so when there's disappointments, when there's heartbreaks, when there's, you know, all these different types of difficult things that daughters can go through, it's not that moms don't have compassion or empathy for that. But if moms feel like, hey, listen having too much time to cry or having too much time to be caught up in our emotions or feelings, um, that can, go, that can get us kind of not taken seriously. Or maybe that mom felt like, you know, people didn't respect her. So she definitely wants her daughter to be strong in that one specific area. And so moms will, you know, I've seen it happen so many times where moms will be pushing. If the mom has identified, um, good grades and going to a great college as the pinnacle 
and like that's the pathway to, to success in life, then that is going to be such a highlighted focus for her daughter. And I'm not saying that's a bad thing, but if you think about where that comes from, the mom is trying to protect the daughter in every way that she can. But when the daughter starts to like, you know, complain about, you know, the, the pathway is too hard, it's too difficult. That's when the moms can be like, um, nah, I don't know. I've been there, done that. Right. But every mom also wants that daughter to be better than she was. Well, I, I, you took the oh, words out oh, of my oh, mouth. Oh, so, oh. so that was the next thing was coming. <laughs> so I, i I find another thing ironic, you know, when I'm talking to moms about this and they'll say that what Heidi just said, like I, I, my daughter is smarter than I was. She's more capable. She has more talents. Like she, she has by, an iPhone. Yeah. She, by all, <laughs> by all realistic expectations, she should be better than me because if she's not better than me, then I failed. My job was to figure out as much information, download that information to her so that she has a huge advantage into jumpstart into life. And so, you know, of course, mom's going to be harder on their daughters. But problem is, is or the one of the problems can come from that is the daughter doesn't know for what purpose the mom's being hard on them. You know, the moms can be like, oh, it's for you to be successful, for you to be successful. Well, if future success is not on the daughter's radar, then it can become very personal sometimes or feel like it's very personal. So that was one of the things that, that we want to talk about and that, that Heidi, um, you know, she'd share, shared a, a very simple win that I said, hey, you know, I call it, it's KSL worthy. So if there was like, hey, five topics that, you know, moms could, you know, come up with to uh, improve the relationship with their daughters, I would use one of the ones that Heidi suggested and she talked about for the podcast. So Heidi, why don't you go and share, you know, what you did with um, your daughter that you don't typically do because it's outside of your comfort zone. It's not your shtick, so to speak. And you took a different approach instead of saying, hey, this is easy for me. It's like, I think she may like this. Well, I will say, I mean, you guys know, already know that I'm like, I'm not a hugger. And I'm just, it just doesn't come easy to me. What does come easy to me is to like write a really heartfelt note or um, on a scrapbook page or maybe even an entire book. You Spray know. chalk in front of your house. Yes, I'll, I'll do, I'll decorate, you know, I'll show up and um, decorate the the bedroom for, mm. you, you know, whatever. Like, I'm, that's how, I guess that's my love language, right? It, and, but it's very rare for me to actually, like, slow down enough to tell somebody to their face, how I feel. Um, I, I also like to do it in like a social media post, right? For the whole world, you know, the whole world can see it and that person that I'm talking about or, or whatever. That, so that's kind of my comfort level. And for several weeks, I've been feeling this like kind of reoccurring thought like I needed to. Oh, oh my gosh, stop. Carpool. There's no, no, it's done. It's done. It ended. Oh my gosh, dance is over. I, I don't think any of us were worried. I think it was you that was. <laughs> I, just, I think any of the listeners were like looking out. and going, oh my gosh, is she going to get to this car full time? time. Yeah. Um, anyway, so last few weeks I've been thinking to myself, I really need to tell my daughter how I'm feeling. Because I really, like as we're coming on the set of this year, I've really been thinking, gosh, she's really stepped up here. I'm really proud of this year. And I really admire this and look how far we've come. Like I've been having these thoughts. And and so 
in my mind have been like, you know, I'm going to do, I'm going to make like a scrapbook about this year. And I'm going to kind of just write some of these things that I've noticed. And um, so I, I made the decision and I've, I could feel it like I needed to sit down and actually tell her. So when no one else was home, um, I went up and I said, you know, I want to talk to you for a second. And of course you say that and they like, they like, oh no, what did I do wrong? They're like sitting there, okay, where was I last night? <laughs> immediately freaking out and immediately like think they're in trouble. But I said, you know, I said to her, I want to let you know that I'm really impressed about how you've handled the, the last year. And then I, because it's been on my mind, I actually was able to like list several things that, um, that I've really noticed her step up, that I've appreciated, that I admired, that I really felt like she overcame. And, you know, she just sat there and listened to me and I looked at her in the eye and um, I like had proof in a court of law, like why I was proud of her and that, that growth actually existed. And, you know, she's a tender hearted kid and, and she really welled up with tears and, and in the, in the end, here's the thing. I always like when things, emotions kind of get heavy and when you're feeling that, like I'm gonna cry, I'm, I always crack a joke or try to just like relieve that tension. And you know what, I didn't do it. I just gave her a big hug and I just said, I just, I'm, I'm really proud of you and I, I want you to really be proud of yourself. And, um, and then I, and then I left. I didn't, you know, it wasn't like, okay, now can you just tell me all the things <laughs> that I've done good over the last year? <laughs> Please make me feel validated at this moment. Now I've made myself feel vulnerable. Um, so what I, what Heidi just got done saying is, is a great example. Um, one thing that really helps in effectiveness to this working and, you know, there's been a lot of research that's been done about this. I won't get into deep about it, but with teenagers, the more random this occurs in these compliments, the more effective they are. Um, it's That's just good. It, like, it, not when someone's in trouble yeah, or not yeah, right it, when they receive be, an award. Or... Yeah, it's got to be totally random. And uh, I, I've done that exact same thing that Heidi's talked about from last Friday till today um, once with both my kids. And, you know, I wasn't like, I was just thinking about it that, man, here I am. I think all these good things about them. And I'll tell my wife, but I don't ever stop them dead in their tracks and do that. I'm quicker to interrupt my son to correct him than I am to interrupt him to like congratulate him. Right. And so I did that one time in particular this week uh, in the, over the weekend with him and my daughter and both of them stopped. And you could see as if it was like being just like, like permanently tattooed in their memory banks of, wow, like my dad really is like checking me out. He's like listening to me, right? And so, um, you know, with moms and their daughters, I know moms, just like what I said, it's so easy to be in what we have to get done mode, um, what needs to be accomplished mode, what time, you know, we're running late mode, like all these modes are, are just natural things to, to go through. Um, but if you take a couple times a week, randomly at a time that they wouldn't expect it to pull them aside, say, hey, come here, be very, you know, just direct about it. Tell them some solid things that you've thought about that you want to give them out of boys or out of girls with. In this case, out of girls for you moms out there. Um, that right there 
it, it leaves more of a long lasting impression because it wasn't an obvious thing. Like, hey, you know, before we ground you, we're going to give you some compliments, you know, or hey, you know, like you just we've been thinking about you a lot lately. Not making a big deal of it and making it and passing it really quick and random is actually the most effective way. Mm-hmm. And I've, I've had parents try it all different ways. And then some parents, when I saw some statistics, I told them specifically to try to do it like when you're getting out of a car and say, come here. They pull them inside the back of the car. I just want to let you know, I've been noticing how much effort you've been putting in in one way or the other. I just want to let you know, thank you so much. Mic drop, walk away. It's those quick hitters. Those things that are very detailed, but it's such a short moment. It's so detailed and so random. They're left like just shock and awe, like, whoa, like, whoa. Their body's producing all these cool chemicals, making them feel warm and fuzzy yeah, inside. Yeah. You know, and mom gets to walk away feeling like someone who is in command of her statements. Everyone wants to follow a great leader. Unfortunately, not all moms are going to view themselves always as a great leader. True. It's not even my judgment of them. These are just mothers who've come to me and they're complaining about their how they show up or their work or their ability to do all the things because a lot of them have difficult situations. And so, you know, when, when they're not believing that they're capable of this and then of connecting with their kids and being a good mom, going to your kid and making a bold testifying statement like, listen, you're kicking butt in this area. You're doing great. You're doing this. I've noticed it. Boom, boom, boom. And walking away from it. That sounds very leader-ish like. And for a lot of you moms out there, the more more you can come across as a confident leader, you're going to get respect from your kids from not just your kids are going to respect. Okay. Your kids, in my opinion, are going to appreciate a lot of all the things you do for them. But appreciating someone helping you is not respecting that person's strength. Those are totally two different things. And, you know, a number of moms throughout the years have come to me and they're like, I do a really good job in the caring part, but I don't really feel like I get respect as like a leader in the family. And so one thing that a number of moms started to figure out was this little pathway of, you know, the random suggestion, you know, the random comments, making it quick allows you to portray yourself as a strong, confident person you are, but look what you're strong and confident about. You're strong and confident about their capability. Mm-hmm. So it's like, it's a twofer. Like you get to be this leader and showing that you can, you know, like grab the bull by the horns and be assertive with your kid. And the thing you're being assertive about is about them. And you're testifying of their capabilities or something that they're excelling on or excelling at that time. Can I, Go ahead. I'm just going to add one thing, about, which is here's my tendency you are doing so awesome. Thank you for taking out the out the garbage without me even asking. Thank you for getting up on the first time I came, got you, whatever. But this room, trash. You know, whatever. Like, yeah. leave off the butt when this is going on, right? Like, it's not a pork belly type of a situation. Yeah, the, 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 this this isn't uh, like, I'm going to hit you high and low. Right. You know, this is like, let me give you a compliment and something you need to work on. This is not a teaching time. This is just to being like, hey, this is what's yeah. up. Like, yeah. I'm, I'm confident in you. I'm thankful and I want to mention it. Something about, and hopefully our listeners are really tuning into these intricate little details about you making bold statements out of the blue that catches your kid off guard. You know, and for all you moms out there, you may be wondering like, what are these bold statements I could make? Um, only you'll know that. Only you'll know the true things that your kid w- can't say, oh, you're just saying that because you love me and you're my mom. Right. It's gotta be something you're like, listen, that was not easy for you to do this week. You didn't get an A, you didn't like kill it. But man, the fact that you finished, you didn't give up, high five, like 
that shows strength. Mm -hmm. It's harder to be like motivated to do something you have no interest in. You know? Well, and when you just say, you're doing great, that's different than saying, you know, when you did this and this and that, that was really awesome. So like kind of being specific about it, yeah, you know, gives yeah. you more credibility, gives them more credibility. Yeah. Uh, another thing I wanted to mention for all you moms out there, um, we talked just right before this about um, moms, you know, for most, I think would agree with this, that you're going to be hard on your daughters. Um, that's something that I actually flipped around for a couple of moms and told them, I think what you need to do is I think you need to go to your daughters and confess to them that you realize that you've been harder on them. And instead of excuse your behavior with, it's only because X, Y, and Z, and I want all these great and amazing things for you. What I started to experiment with a couple of families, a couple of moms figured that there was some wisdom in this, so they gave it a shot, and then one thing led to another. Um, they would go to their daughters, and instead of using the excuse, they'd say, listen, I'm realizing that, you know, if you've ever felt like I've been harder on you than your brother or someone else in the family, um, I apologize. And it's not an excuse, but I realize that because I'm a girl and you're a girl, um, you're right. I, I am harder on you because I, I'm like, oh, like I, I don't want you to be anything like all the things about me I don't like. And I see that you could live a life free of all my insecurities, fears, and worries, and angst, right? Or undesirable things I don't like about myself. You have the opportunity to live free of all those things. And all I got to do is just give you the right information. But when you falter, I got to get better at not taking that personal like, like you're not personally trying to say, mom, I want you to relive your past through me. <laughs> I want you to like completely have to see me make all the same mistakes you made. And so by just, just, it takes it away by putting it out there. Just stating, listen, if you felt this way, or I don't know if you felt this way, but I realize that I am a little bit hard on you, but you have to be really careful to not excuse your behavior and say, I'm not giving this as an excuse. I'm just saying, I'm realizing that this is something I've been, I've done. And I realize that because I'm a girl, you know, I have a lot of these same things, but now I want to tell you that that's something that I don't want to do. Like, I, I don't, I don't want to make you feel as if like you have to be better than me. You're already better than me. Right, just, just by you being in my life, right? So there's just a lot of ways that we can just use that as as almost like a, a piece between a mother and a daughter because daughters, and by the way, for you mothers listening to this, this is going to be specifically ripe for the people that have had their daughter tell them things like, hey, mom, uh, I feel like, you know, you're trying to, you know, compare me, control me, this, that, you know, you're too hard on me, you're pressuring me too much. I'm not saying don't pressure your kids and don't expect a lot of them, but if they feel that that pressure is if they don't succeed, now they failed you, that's not, that's not, the, the, that's not the right type of pressure. They're going to already have enough pressure to want to be successful and good at whatever it is they're working on anyway. So just throw it out there. Tell your daughters that this is something you're aware of, you're realizing, and it's something that you're going to work on. And if they ever feel like, you know, you're coming at them in a way where, you know, you're just, you know, being overbearing and, you know, you're, you're trying to make it like life or death. Just say, I give you permission to remind me that, yeah, like, yeah. like, like I just, you have permission to remind me that I'm doing a little bit too much right now, you know? And a lot of moms and daughters come up with their own language that they can say in public with each other to not embarrass 
one another. Like daughters, like basically say, mom, that's enough. Or a mom saying, Hey, sweetheart, like I'm getting really irritated and I don't want to like have a, a Karen moment in front of all the neighbors <laughs> right now. Like everything. Like, well, that lady, she freaked out over nothing. Having no idea what was building up all day like, long. Right. right? Yeah. So go ahead. Did you want to make a comment? Well, I know, I, was, I know it was fire hosing, rambling off. No, I think that a lot of times the reason why we do it and the reason why our kids are assuming we do it don't always line up because mm -hmm. our kids haven't been parents yet. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> you know, and so to me, I, I think kind of a combination of all these things is really like being vulnerable. Sometimes that's hard for a mom to be vulnerable with her daughter because she kind of feels like her job, we've talked about this before, yeah. that our, my job is to be strong. My job yeah. is to make sure you are doing this, this, and this. I think that as my kids are getting older, particularly I, I got a kid who's getting married and I'm kind of thinking, okay, well, he doesn't even know, he doesn't even do this. You know, I'm failing. You know, like you're, you're thinking to yourself, like, have I done everything possible? And so I think there's a vulnerability that needs to be improved between a mother and a daughter that doesn't, you know, that kind of goes back to like vulnerability is not weakness and it doesn't have to be like you feeling like you have to just roll out your shame in, into a pity party situation, but really expressing, which this takes you having to to think about it yourself. Like, yeah. why do I do that? And, and if you start off a conversation as a mom with self-reflection of things that guaranteed your kids have already thought about you and you say that out loud, you have so much buy-in, it's ridiculous. It's like that you've got their attention, now they're listening, now they wanna hear what's gonna come next. Right. And and that's the openness and vulnerability because assertive vulnerability, which I believe is like the, you know, the, the really the best cream the crop type of vulnerability, it's you're being bold, you're boldly expressing your most sincere thoughts, feelings, and opinions in a way just simply to connect with another person, not for confrontation, not to bicker, complain, you know, you know, take shots at that person, simply to try to, hey, put yourself out there. And that's what assertive vulnerability is. And, and you know, when, when we can be assertively vulnerable with our kids, we're showing them what a wise, mature person does. A wise, mature person doesn't come to a potential disagreement with the biggest weapon. Why is this person come saying, hey, listen, I'm so glad that we could agree to talk about our disagreement, right? Mm -hmm. A wise person really just like, hey man, like, whew, I'm so glad that, you know, after all that we've been through, you'll still come and talk to me after school sometimes. The mothers that have had the most success with building relationships with their daughters after having horrible relationships with their daughters had to follow that step, that, that process of, if you're not offering the vulnerability continuously, then it's gonna be really difficult for your kid to know if this is a ploy or if this is a trap or if this is something that you're sincere about. Because all kids have complained to me at some point, like, yeah, my parents told me I could tell them anything. Yeah, my parents said this, and it's like, it's a trap, it's like it backfired. And so their brains don't forget that. Their little minds say, note right, to self, right. you know. Never they, they, do that. Never yeah. do that one again, right? And so all you mothers out there that are listening, please use the vulnerability in the sense that we're talking about in these two different types of suggestions where you're bringing that to your your daughters, you're letting them know that you see a lot of things that they're doing, you wanna acknowledge it, 
And you don't have to make a big deal about it. You could just be one of those like atta girls, like throughout passing in the hallway. And when you do that randomly, you'll find out that there's trust and there's credit growing with you so that when there are bigger things that are coming that your daughter might need to be vulnerable about or feel insecure about, the likelihood of her coming and talking to you because you've just been offering that the whole entire time is extraordinarily high, right. very high. You know, one other thing that, that I want to add, um, I feel like I, and I've talked about this before, I've talked like... I have, you have this fear that like, oh, you're not allowed to be their friend. You know, you're stuff to be their mom. And one thing that friends do, if, if you think about like the, the best friendships that you have, not necessarily, not necessarily like your best friend, because you give your best friend gets a lot of, gets a lot of slack, right? But the best friendships that you have, those people actually notice things. So you don't have to, you don't have to spell everything out. They might notice that you haven't been acting like yourself. They might notice that things have been wearing on you. They might notice that you don't seem as chipper as you usually do or that, you know, that something is off or they might, you know, as, the, as you tell them things, they might notice, wow, you're really juggling a lot or whatever. Yeah. I think that actually noticing, and, and this kind of goes back to our statements and questions thing, but when you notice, like, you know, I've really noticed that you seem stressed. I can tell that you're, you're dealing with a lot right now. And, and that's hard. Just noticing and kind of giving them some validation f for for being stressed or for being tired or for not feeling like themselves. Yeah. I really appreciate it when someone says, man, I can tell you're really dealing with a lot right now. Now, if you're a mom out there that notices and says too much, this is not for you. <laughs> because there are some moms out there that they, they notice everything. Their kids are like, all right, enough, enough. They, they can see it coming. Right, okay, but, yeah. But no, but this for, for the mom that you're talking about, I think that's a very, very important suggestion to just state some things that you notice. Because like you said with the statements, when someone notices that someone else is aware of their surroundings, like you said, that can go a long way. Even if they're in a bad mood and they don't want to talk about it at that moment, just to know that other people are seeing what they got going on makes you feel validated, makes you feel appreciated, and you're more likely to talk when the opportunity presents itself. Mm -hmm. And I think... Don't let any good thing go unnoticed either. So be a noticer, I think. Yeah. I sometimes I'm just too busy. I'm so wrapped up in myself. I'm not very good at noticing. <laughs> it's a, it's a you're, 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 you're more self-noticing. I notice self myself really, noticing. really well. Really yeah. notice when I'm stressed. I really notice when I'm hungry. I really notice when I need a Diet Coke. I just, I'm really tuned into myself. Really tuned into good or bad hair day, right? Stuff like that. <laughs> No, I, I think I think those are a couple of good tips for you guys out there. And, you know, for for our listeners that, you know, have daughters out there, for you moms that have daughters, take all this that we're saying as these are thoughts that we're having in our conversations with other moms. And, you know, for me with my clients I've had in the past, I like to be able to share this information. I know Heidi likes to be able to share this information. We obviously could share 30, 40 different types of tips, but we want to pick out a couple that we could just – 
let you guys sit with and see how you can work into your own relationships with your own daughters out there. Because at the end of the day, someone's got to push you around that wheelchair. Right. Oh when we get gosh. older, I mean, it's sad to say I'm, I'm, I'm turning this is, corner. This Heidi. Is tough. When you get old, when you get like, old, like me, Heidi, when you get old, like me, Heidi, trust me, I you're know. feeling all those joints. It's true. No wonder you're being so nice. Those aches and pains. <laughs> I don't know. I don't know. It's, it is tough being, um, that mom and daughter relationship. It can make or break your whole entire day, your whole entire week. Um, it can be the most amazing relationship too. Most like yeah. Yeah. It when can. it's on, it's there's nothing better. Seeing and you, two mom, a mom and a daughter having a good time eating lunch together. You can just see it as a spectator walking by yeah. and see. That's a good moment. Yeah, and you know, n not every day is is those high, is those highs. <laughs> you got the highs and the lows, right? Right. Yeah. Um. So anyway, you guys, thank you for listening. Thank you for showing up. Like I said, every single one of you. Parents who are listening, um, I we know how much you love these people that you're doing everything in that you can think of that you, that, to help because because you love them so much. And so keep going, um, keep listening, keep sharing, keep helping us to light the fight. For the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile. And the ones who get in early so everyone can go home on time. There's Granger, Offering professional-grade supplies backed by product experts so you can quickly and easily find what you need. Plus, you can count on access to a committed team ready to go the extra mile for you. Call, click Grainger.com, or just stop by. Granger For the ones who get it done.